And now, another look into the mind of Gordon Monson. I know, we're all terrified. Let's just try to get through this together. This is Gordon's List on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Previously on Gordon's List. Control your body parts. Mine's better than yours. I'm not that good a person. But now you're that guy. You're the guy. Ah, I'm Gordon Monson. Did you smush him or did you snatch him? Oh my gosh, you're an idiot. I'm going to kill you. Mine's better than yours. I'm better than you at what you do for a living. And I've never done it before. Gordon's List brought to you each and every Friday by Tim Daly Nissan, Southtown. What are you smirking about over there? Austin just has a real way of cutting little clips out and putting them together and making them sound different than what was intended. But that's okay. I, I, that's didn't, what hear he anything, does. I didn't hear anything different there. That's, that sounded <laughs> <Okay>. like you. <laughs> when I said I'm better than you are at what you do for a living, and I've never done it before, uh, we were talking about someone else. We were. Uh, How does that help anything? Well, but that was what somebody else was saying, not me. Oh, okay. Uh, where are we going on the list today? We're going to football, BYU at Tennessee, like you mentioned, Northern Illinois at Utah, and Stony Brook at Utah State. All right. While BYU-Tennessee is the most intriguing of the games, I suppose, there are things we can learn in all the games, sort of. Uh, let's start with BYU-Tennessee, though. Okay. Uh, we talked yesterday about who has, the, who has the most at stake here, and I think it's pretty darn well even, even though Tennessee playing in front of its home fans may tip the scale. Because those folks back there, those Volunteers fans, the last thing they want to see is another loss on the home field. I think it's an incredibly intriguing matchup as far as uh, you know a non-conference type matchup goes. I think you're you're a hundred percent right, Gordon. Especially since they haven't even ever played each other before. Did you hear Coach Mack today on Football Friday says he thinks if uh, BYU beats Tennessee and and handles them that that Pruitt will be out of a job. That, really? I mean, that's a, that... after one season, one and one point one of a season. But I I mean. And whether that turns out to be the case or not, I'm sure Coach Pruitt is feeling that way. Wow. I mean, that, there's there's an incredible amount of pressure for Tennessee on this game, an incredible amount of pressure. So does that help the team win or lose? Does that Which direction does that push the whole thing? I think it depends the on— players their, know. It depends on their culture and their leadership, on, on how they react to that sort it of thing. It depends on how popular the coach is with the players. Popular is such a funny word because it— it implies friendship, and I don't think a coach and a player necessarily needs to be need to be like friends. But will they like? Is, is Coach Wit really buddies with all his players? But I bet you'd ask them up there, and they would do whatever that whatever it took for him. You know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know by popular, popular, I mean right play, play. Will they play for him? Well put. I and if they don't, if they if 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 Pruitt has lost his players, then that's that's going to manifest itself. Uh, against BYU, and obviously it's important for BYU too. After they got beat by their rival for the ninth straight time, and they're, they've got these stretch of games against marquee opponents, and Tennessee's down right now. I mean, this is a gaping opportunity for the Cougars. It is, and I do think that they have to win at least one of these first four, 
and I think they'll be in such a good place if they win two. And this is the most winnable of these first four games. And then the next most winnable game, Gordon, is USC, which of course is next week. Doesn't have his quarterback. But think about the the difference in momentum and confidence going into USC if they can turn it around and go in one and one as opposed to zero and two and a loss against a Tennessee team that has been struggling so much. I mean, that would be devastating to to BYU. But if you can get the win and you can play well and you can build the confidence and all of a sudden you go against a, a vulnerable USC team in a lot better position of strength. And then if you can go into that Washington game at 2-1-1, I'm not saying that they're going to beat the Huskies, but at that point the Cougs would be feeling pretty good about themselves. That's so, what I thought last year after they beat Wisconsin. And then I think they had McNeese State in between, and then they got shellacked by Washington. It does, I mean, it doesn't always go by the storybook, certainly. Mm-hmm. But I would I would much rather be going into that, that game against Washington at 2-1-1 than 0-3. Yeah. Because yeah, that, I mean, that would have disaster written all over it, right? So, and there's pressure on Kalani Sataki as well. Yep. I mean, we talk about Jeremy Pruitt, but coaching is a tough business, man. You got to win. It's all about the W's. Kyle Whittingham said that before the BYU game, and he's right. Essentially, doesn't matter how pretty it is, how ugly it is. It helps if it's pretty, but if it's ugly, who cares if it's a W? Yeah. And both fan base, bases, Tennessee and BYU, are demanding in their own way. And so I, I think that's going to come into play here, too. I, I find that dynamic fascinating. They're playing in that stadium. 100,000 people will be in there. And does that help you or does it hurt you? Because if things don't – if BYU went up 21 to nothing in that game, say, and I'm not expecting that to happen, but if they did, what do you think the reaction in the crowd would be? Silence. Or people leaving. Oh, or booing. Or, or booing. It could get ugly. Well, we talked to uh, Tanner Mangum earlier in the week, and he said he loved it. He said he loved playing in that environment with everybody rooting against you and then relishing the silence when you have success. A lot of athletes love that. I remember Larry Bird talking about that, how he used to love to shut the crowd up. And I, you know, not, a lot of athletes have that. Not all of them, though. Some of them want to be loved, they want to be encouraged, they don't want to go up against the anger. Against the opposition. What, what about you when you were playing minor league hockey? <laughs> oh, yeah. I loved road games. Yes. Going in there and, oh. and you know, shutting that crowd Indeed. right up. Indeed. I understand that completely. Okay, so what can you learn from Northern Illinois, Utah? What are you looking for in that game, Jake? I not to go back to our discussion yesterday, but I, I want to see Tyler Huntley go out and make some plays. I I don't think that Northern Illinois will make the same mistake that BYU did in not packing the box. I think Northern Illinois will not to say that they'll stop Zach Moss per se, but I think you're going to see them put in an all-out effort. And so I think we'll we'll get a chance to see Tyler Huntley throw against some one-on-one coverages and those sorts of things and, and go down the field a yeah, little bit more. Yeah. And I, I want to see how he how he handles that, if they can con- uh, connect with Jalen Dixon down the field. And, and last year's game was a defensive struggle. It was. And I, it's going to be nothing like last year's game, I don't, I don't think. Because, first of all, Utah's offense was such a mess at that point during the season. I don't think it's at that point right now. I think uh, Coach Ludwig will bring a better game plan into the game and Northern Illinois is not as good as they were last year that's all true that's all true how about Stony Brook (laughs) at Utah State Uh, give me one good thing about that game good for Stony Brook to have enough money to get out here who scheduled it well how about this why would you schedule Stony Brook 
Can David Woodward get 50 tackles in the game? <laughs> yeah, 24 last week. Let's go for 50. How about if, how about if he just stays out there on the field by himself? Or how about this? How about Utah State treats the game against Stony Brook like Russell Westbrook's teammates treat every game with him? And just, you know you know what, Dave? You've got the tackle, bro. <laughs> Here you go. I'll slow him up a little bit, but you go ahead and get in there and get that tackle. You could do that. Let's they get could, you to 50. Oh, they could do that if they wanted. You know, they think could. about that. They could, they could say, hey, uh, you, we're going we're going to funnel everything toward you, but none of us is going to make the tackle like you just said. Everything is for you, and we're going to see if we can get you 80 tackles. We'll prop them up. You come in and finish them off. And then you'll be in the conversation for the Heisman. Mm? Mm? <laughs> Let's do it. I think we're on to something. I think we're on to something. <laughs> yeah, it could in, be. In all honesty, Jordan Love, get back to taking care of the ball. Three interceptions really surprised me against Wake Forest. And we talked to Josh, uh, was that yesterday or the day before? Um, I think it was the day before. Josh Parcell, who does radio in Charlotte, so he's familiar with, with Wake Forest mm-hmm. and is in that part of the country. And he, he said that they had a sneaky good defense, that it was not – not to panic about it because Wake Forest was actually pretty good uh, on that end of the ball. But I want to see Jordan Love. Not necessarily – I mean, he could probably throw for 500 yards in this game if he really wants to. But I want to see him get back to making the right decision. Three interceptions was just so weird for him. He had six total last year. Yeah. Needs to, yeah. And maybe that's lack of familiarity with the new offense or, or something, miscommunication. I don't know. But get back to get back to his, his normal, uh, I guess, dynamic, accurate self. Uh, Gordon, uh, during the break right there, just Kyle Whittingham, his headphones, just mangled a pair of headphones over there just with pure brute strength. Is it something that we said, Austin? Did yeah, we don't t- make him angry. Did we tick off Gordon during the break? Hulk just, Monson over I here. I mean, he pulled on his uh, his headphone cord and, and severed the sucker. I mean, just mangled a pair of headphones over there. Goodness, Gordon. What's the matter? I have no idea. I spent more money on those headphones than any I've ever owned. And after doing this for 25 years, you buy a lot. And th- these have been the worse. Oh, well. I'm, I'm, well I just well, busted them. I didn't mean to. It was just totally accidental. All of a sudden, I hear this grunt, like, followed by a snap. And I look over, and Gordon's <laughs> holding a severed headphone cord. With and the other scowl, half is in his teeth. scowl on <laughs> like his Like Rambo. Like, oh, man, Gordo. <laughs> It's all right. It's Friday. The weather's <laughs> the weather's great outside. It's okay. All right. It's all right. You don't have like gambling losses over there or something that we don't know about, right? No. It's okay. All of a Not sudden, just, he's, he's got one gambling loss. He hasn't paid up. That's true. That is true. All right. Well, you've got a new pair of headphones on and have to repair the old ones, I guess. Sorry, I'm, but I think it's going to require a new cord. A but, new cord? All right. But those headphones are broken anyway, so I need to get those traded in or something. I was at that Pac-12 media day where Witt mangled our headphones right in front of us. I mean, Didn't just, he just snap them in half? No. Well. The legend I mean, has that's, grown. That's how the he legend He tore the goes. phone book right in half. He pulled, the, he pulled one of the, the phones, the ears, off of the, off of the uh, I don't know, the thing that goes He snapped it in half? Yeah, snapped it in half and ate it. Have you ever known anybody who could tear a phone book in half? No. All right. Well, they're, oh, they're, I thought they're, for sure you were about to say you could. No. no I thought no, for no, sure no. that was what was coming. Do phone books even exist anymore? Uh, I don't know. It seems like a waste of paper. If I got good. one on the porch not a few months ago. Stop I'm it. not. I'm I serious. I haven't gotten one for a long time. You got one on the porch? Yep. Wow. It was in a bag even. Wow. Everyone in the hood got it. 
<laughs> All, right. All right. Well, next in, next time I need a phone number, I'm just going to call Austin. Hold hey. on, it's in here somewhere. <laughs> P P F P H found it. Pharmacy. Oh man. All right, I mentioned uh, on the list that uh, Utah has an 11 a.m. Game tomorrow, and I'm starting to like it. At first, I wasn't sure. Remember, I complained about it. Not necessarily 11. I thought 10 or 9 o'clock was getting a little ridiculous. But 11 a.m., by that time, I think everybody's awake and ready to go. I'm fine with 10 a.m. I'm even more fine with 11 a.m. Yeah. I mean, ideally, you know, college football, what's the perfect start time? One. I mean, that gives you plenty of time to have some fun, do a little barbecue and tailgating or whatever, and then get over to the game and you get home at a nice uh, a nice hour. But I'll tell you what, I'll take early over late any day. Yeah. I'll take early over late any day. Give me 11 o'clock as opposed to 7. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The weather's going to be beautiful. Um, it's. I mean, if you have to go see a, an inferior opponent like Northern Illinois, I mean, the, <laughs> the experience is going to be great tomorrow. 11 a.m. is fine. Absolutely fine. Yeah, I agree with that. I saw a headline somewhere online about a bar that employs attractive bartenders who hand out compliments to customers. You don't say. <laughs> is, this, is this the tradition? Are you talking about a specific chain that has an owl as a uh, no, as a, no, a logo? No, I don't, well, I don't know. I didn't read the story. I just saw the headline. But are we in so need of praise that uh, that you have to go to a bar to be you know or someplace where people are just going to say nice things about you? Yes, and whether you know it or not, it works on YouTube. <laughs> so you're motivated by compliments. No, you have a nice experience, a nice interaction with your server at any restaurant or bar, and you're much more likely to give a better tip, and you're more likely to come back. Yeah, but they, I'm the, surprised more on. restaurants don't don't well, focus when was on this. The last time Not you, the attractive you, part, but the customer service part, where well, people are well, friendly. Whoa, well, whoa! Well, well. When was the last time you had a waitress or a waiter at a restaurant who who paid you a compliment? I I don't know. I never but, that never happens. I did it every table I served. What did you say? Oh, I complimented the their shirts or their shoes or their earrings or their haircut or their kids were cute or hey I like that purse. <laughs> it didn't matter. I don't even know what I was saying. Okay, I guess. But it, it got me to hold on to my job when I dumped a whole tray of Dr. Peppers on somebody. A very important somebody at that. Oh yeah. Who was uh, that again? Yeah. They're no longer there. So. It was I, a wedding wedding uh, day. And they may have been fifth or sixth in command of the country at the time. <laughs> and you dumped it on 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 this individual or on one of their relative relatives? who they were paying for the wedding. Yeah. Uh. Well, I'll tell you what, customers, compliments aside and attractiveness aside, customer service is really something that we are losing in society, I feel. I'll tell you this, there, there is a, a, a watering hole, a sports-themed watering hole that I've been going to for <laughs> years. <laughs> years. Yeah. That I rarely go to anymore because the customer service is so bad. Hmm. Well, there's another McDonald's around the corner of that one. And no, it's not that place oh. you're talking about, Austin. I haven't been to that place in, in a while. In weeks. <laughs> in a while. Is that the one that has uh, that uh, the title, its name, is uh, is another word for, say, Pathways? 
Jake's a hiker. Very creative. He likes the trails here in Utah. Very creative. <laughs> and no, I have okay. not been there in quite some time. This so, is a different place entirely. All right, then what motivates you guys? And all y'all at home or in your car play along here. What motivates you? Is it uh, is it money? Is it a claim? Is it fame? Is it relationships? Is it love? What what motivates you? Is uh, it money? I think fame's the go-to thing here, right? <laughs> I mean, really? famous on that. No, I'm not not being. That seems. Is it money, Austin? Uh, most of the most of my life, it's money. Right now, it's sleep. I'll do anything for a nap. <laughs> anything, literally anything. <laughs> you can buy your naps if you have a love. Who do I give the money. money to? I'll be there. <laughs> See, what motivates you? It's such a it's such a, a weird question. It depends. Because what, what motivates me? Happiness, but what a broad, stupid term, and not what you're looking for either. Well, happiness. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because what would you rather do? Have a super high paying job that is giving you all kinds of remuneration, or a job that you look forward to going to every day? All of the above. That's why it's such a silly question. Yeah, but they, I want yeah, a couple wait, wait, of hours wait, wait, wait. to myself to you, read a good novel. On. You are the king of would you rather. So I'm giving you a choice. A job you love or a job that pays you ten times what you should be paid. Job I love. But, I mean, I've always, in my really professional career, not, you know, part-time jobs or those sorts of things. But And I, I even love my part-time jobs, I would say. But I've always loved my job, so I don't really know the other side. I had a friend who was in sales, and he was quite good at it. Uh, and he said that he was the biggest sucker for somebody who, a salesperson, that would say, he said if he went into a store to buy a tie, and say there was a female salesperson there who said, oh, that tie, that tie looks good on you. He said he's buying it. And he knows every, he knows every trick, every, every methodology in the book. But he said he was, and I've heard that, that that's true, that people- Why would anybody possibly care about this? (laughs) (laughs) That was not me live, thank you. Because it's on my list! No, but he said a moment ago, (laughs) it's a stupid question. It's not a stupid question. No, it's a stupid- That's what you said. It's a stupid question because, like, you can throw out these really broad answers that aren't really what Gordon is looking for, and there's about a zillion answers to the question. That's not not Wait, 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 wait. Wait, it's like the love languages. There's probably a primary one that works for you. Well, we know what, what works for you. What works for you? I just told you happiness. It's not, That's it's what not, I made it for. But it's not a stupid question. And if you're honest with yourself, you come down to a real thing. But that is Austin a real thing. Austin was kidding about no. the, the sleep. No, my my no, answer. My answer is stupid. Like, but it's my answer. It's my real answer. But that could mean a zillion different things. Like a like a uh, country ham sandwich makes me happy. I mean, no, like, but that is, that's disingenuous. You're not being honest with yourself. If I ask you a question, what is re- what really motivates you? There's an answer to that question beyond happiness. Because if you say happiness, then you got to go through what makes you happy. That's what that was but, my whole point right. on why it's a silly so, question. So no, it's not a silly question because now you got to dig deeper. Yes, country ham sandwiches make me happy. So that is what my goal is. So what? Eat more country ham sandwiches? That's what motivates me. <laughs> what team in any sport, Jake? At any, I didn't mean to. What at, motivates at, you? At Answer any, your question. Answer the question. I asked the question. Do I have to answer the question? Yeah. This is um, a discussion here. I think family. 
family is what motivates what 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 the situation that's best for me for my family and your family makes you? i've said i've said this before you know if i i could have been and i have been offered other jobs that would take me away more and i didn't want that because i wanted to be at home with my family and so I turned them down, and some people would tell me I was crazy for turning them down. But I did it because I thought it wasn't in the best interest of my family. So I would have to say that my family is what motivates me. And your family makes you? Insane. Oh, I, Happy? I, bingo. What team in, of any, in any sport at any level do you sports hate the most jake and oh i I love this question i I ask you this question because i think there's an answer now it might be the patriots for some people it might be duke basketball it might be your school or your team's rival for you it's your your friend's favorite team well yeah it's the team that lost last night that was pretty great the Bears uh, lost what do you have against weaver high uh let's see here um any team from new york any of them any of them why do you hate New York? Uh, I don't hate New York. I've been there once. It was fine. But I don't like teams from New York. Because? No real reason. Just don't like them. <laughs> that doesn't make any uh, sense. Let's see. Who else do I really, really dislike? I've always disliked Michigan, even before Tony. Hmm. Dislike the Dodgers. You disliked Michigan, but now you hate now Michigan. Now I really hate Michigan. Yeah, UVA is a, is a pretty obvious answer there. Let's see. Most teams from the SEC. Most teams from the Big 12. Jake, why do you grab onto these things? I like to root against people more than root for them, really. Why? I don't know. It seems easier to find somebody to root against than it does to root for these days. Because <laughs> you, you think if you knew them all, you would hate them all? I root against New Mexico because of you. <laughs> I root against Delaware because of you. Root against the Angels because of Austin. <laughs> oh, I root against the Broncos a lot, and the Raiders for that matter. Why? Because they're the favorite team around here? Uh, you just watched a lot of Bronco and Raiders games because David James over there at Channel 2 continually programs the Broncos and Raiders <laughs> on, on Channel 2. I knew it. It was oh, DJ he, all along. He personally does it. So call the Channel 2 newsroom on Sunday with your complaints and direct them at David James. Okay, so if you had to, if you had to whittle it down to one, one team that you despise more than any other, it would be... Hmm. But that's what Bears? I'm saying. It's that's a really difficult question. Is it, is it that powerful a draw uh, from from Tony? I would put Michigan above the Bears, probably. But no real explanation other than it's Tony's favorite. Oh, team. I never liked Michigan. But see, I don't like most of the Big Ten either. <laughs> okay, what would you do if all these imagined reasons to hate teams? You found out that they were uh, they were falsified that they were that they didn't hold water. It doesn't matter because sports isn't real. <laughs> it is to a it's, lot of people. It's not really real, so I can invent whatever reason I want to root against teams. It, the truth is, if I got to know the people involved, my opinion would probably totally change. But I don't, so I can do whatever <laughs> I want. Okay, uh, but see, a lot of people blur that line between what's real and what isn't. And so if you sit here and say how much you hate Michigan and the Bears and you always root against them, Tony might take that personal. He does me better than that. Mm. Oh, he totally does. He Listen, the, the day, you remember that, that wild block punt where Michigan State somehow beat Michigan? Yes, that, I mean, that in was, the most that was ridiculous fashion yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, the next day, that Sunday, I went to fans and I bought a Michigan State shirt. 
and I wore it to work the next day underneath like a jacket. And at the first moment of the show, totally ripped off the jacket and, uh, and was very obnoxious about it. And he laughed. He, he, he knew. It's fine. I just saw in the uh, Tribune that Lindsey Wagner and uh, Lee Majors appeared here in Salt Lake this morning. Yeah, they were where uh, Austin was today at uh, Fan X, the uh, comic convention. Do you guys remember the buy? I mean, did you, have you ever seen it on one of those late night uh, old time TV networks, The Bionic Woman and the Six Million Dollar Man? Heard of them, never seen it. I, I same. I've heard of them, never seen them. Lee Majors to me was the villain in Out Cold about the the snowboarders trying to take back the mountain. So. I know what movie you're talking about, but I've never seen it. He's, he buys the mountain and tries to ruin it. Is it yeah. one of the London brothers in it, Jeremy or uh, what? Zach Galifianakis? One of his very first shots, and Dave Keckner, He's in there. I see. Yeah. Well, it was there were TV shows about uh, a uh, an astronaut or a, a pilot or something that is in a crash and he has certain body parts uh, replaced bionically. Mm-hmm. And then Lindsay Wagner was the bionic woman who came along and uh, she she was in some sort of accident and she was she had various things done. So they were super strong superhero did kind they of fall people. In love? I think they did have a love interest there for a while or some such, but. Lindsay Wagner back in, I mean, well, yeah. I had a lot of friends who thought she was uh, something special. You had a lot of friends who did? <laughs> I got a friend who, you know. <laughs> Lee is 80 now and Lindsay's 70. But uh, it was, was kind of interesting. They were here. They, they were the strongest people on TV. Okay. Well, yeah. I, that means how, nothing to you, but it means, it means something to... Uh, those of us who are watching TV back in the 70s. How was that thing today, Austin? You know, I've never been uh, to Fanex. I've never been down there, but it's always been intriguing. Was it good times? It was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, it sounded the, like it. The cosplay was unbelievable. The, the amount of time, effort, and money that these fans put into their costumes that they make and buy, it was, Pretty it was awesome. a lot of fun. Yeah, Nice. All right. BYU announced its uh, coming non-conference basketball schedule. Do you think Cougar fans are more stoked that Mark Pope has taken over now? Do you have you gotten a sense where they're bringing more energy for that program than what was there before? That's a really good question because, you know, with change usually optimism comes with it. But I don't know. Maybe as we get closer to the season, maybe you'll feel a little bit more of groundswell. But I, I don't know. Yo, I, I guess Yoli Child's probably coming back, uh, injected a little life into it. So missed the first nine games, right? What Utah's his first game back? Did I see that right today? So, um, yeah, we'll see. But usually with change uh, at, the, at the head coach comes a honeymoon period where people feel pretty good about it. So, yeah, I would guess that the Cougar fans yeah, are excited. I, I think that's the root of it right there. The NFL season is underway. We mentioned it earlier. The Packers beat the Bears in a snoozer of a game. But here's my question about it. I mean, two teams playing some defense. Not only one touchdown scored. Uh, not exactly explosive football. A lot of sacks. Entertaining, yes or no? Uh, yeah, but maybe that's because I, I was excited to w- that the NFL's back. But I thought it was, I thought it was fairly entertaining. I certainly enjoyed watching uh, Mitchell Trubisky play poorly. <laughs> but actually, I'm a little conf- conflicted on him because he's on the Bears, which I naturally cheer against, but I like NC State. Hmm. What? You want me to explain Didn't to you Trubisky all these weird... did play at North Carolina? Yeah. Oh, was it North Carolina? Yeah. Oh, well, then never mind. Why did I think he played at <laughs> NC State? Anyway. I uh, thought, yeah, I don't know. I thought you were I thought you were going Inception. You hate Tony's teams so much 
that you'll go back and hate his team's quarterback's college team and root for his rival. Oh, okay. Well, we can go that way. Yeah. Are you excited for NFL football? I mean, yes, because there's no team here, obviously. I saw a some sort of poll that was taken. I think Scotty tweeted this out, that uh, the Broncos are the most popular NFL team in Utah. Um and then I think the Patriots and who else, like the Niners, mm-hmm. are in there. Whatever. Do you do you have a favorite NFL team? Are you a fan of an NFL team? Um, I've always kind of been a Panthers fan, just because I lived in Charlotte. So I've always kind of leaned that way. When I was a kid, I was a Steelers fan, but not so much anymore. Okay, Austin, you got one. Austin's uh, a Titans fan. Yeah, Titans. Sure. And by the way, how'd that happen? Uh, it's my one bandwagon uh, guilty pleasure. I, the, I was I worshipped the 49ers, like unhealthily worshipped oh. the 49ers and Steve Young. And then when that all ended, I needed a team. And the the season where they went to the Super Bowl, I was all on board. The Music City Miracle. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So if you, uh, many of our listeners might not have a favorite team. So how can we help them pick one? Right here and now. The season's starting. If you don't have a team you root for, Jake, what criteria can we use to guide our listeners toward a team? Do you go with the city the team is in? Do you go with the uniforms? Do you go with the coaches? Do you go with a, a college player who, who folks here might be familiar with and is now playing in the pros? This gets a little tricky because there's movement that takes place. I do that a lot, follow my college players into the pros. Like I, I rooted for the Falcons for a long time because of Michael Vick and uh, D'Angelo Hall. But what do you do when they move to a different team? It becomes a little bit more difficult. Or if that uh, favorite player, you know, I don't know, goes down in a dogfighting ring. Yeah, what do you yeah, do that then? Yeah, was a bit of a problem. Yeah, right. So if we but, were going to uh, but I get it, brainstorm why? on this, how can we help our listeners find the team? Because I imagine, and this is a little hypocritical on my part, because I I don't have a team, uh, but uh, and I sort of exorcised all of that fandom out of me when I got into this business. But doesn't it seem like it would be a lot more fun for people around here if they glommed onto a team? Can't you be a fan at all? It's not of a team you cover. I, grew, I get that. Yeah, I grew up a Phillies fan. I mean, and uh, but I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm just trying to help energize our listenership that if they don't have an NFL team to root for, how can they pick one? Let me let me put it this way: no reason is too minor. Like, like honestly, when I was a Steelers fan when I was a kid, it's just because I got some hand-me-down Steelers jersey when I was like eight. <laughs> And I was a Steelers was fan it. forever. And that was it. So whether it's the uniforms or the college players or whatever, I, I will say there's no criteria that is silly in my mind. I agree. I had a friend who was an absolute tough guy in in uh, elementary school. A friend again, huh? Yeah, tough guy. And he, he, he just was the kind of guy who he didn't think uh, had any kind of real feeling about anything. And his brother told me the reason he was a Rams fan is because he liked the helmets. Awesome. He I've liked got, the helmets. I've got zero problem with that. And he was kind of embarrassed when his brother ratted him out on that because he was a tough guy. He wasn't looking at stuff like uniforms and stuff. But that's good enough. Whatever it takes. Right. So pick whatever. Maybe you have a family member that lives somewhere. I don't know. Okay, let me leave this challenge with our listeners. Today, 
sometime today, if you don't have a rooting interest in an NFL team, pick one by midnight tonight. That's not the Patriots. Or, or can I make an addendum no, to you that? You can go with the Patriots. You want you know, whatever. Well, you can either do that, pick one that you really like, or you can pick like a dozen that you really hate. <laughs> It's more fun. <laughs> and then you have a rooting interest in most games. Yeah, but I'm trying to find positivity for people to get a hold of here. I'm not. not. Something to root for, not something to root against. It's fun to root against the Broncos, Bears, and Raiders on a weekly basis. It's great. Because then you root for lots of teams. There's a positive angle for you. If you go... <laughs> That's true. Jake wants him to root for half the league. You want him to root for one team. Right. Well, I root I for mean, lots of teams go, every week. Go to the airport sometime on a Sunday, and you'll see everybody sporting their whatever team they root for. for their, you, there's no way you can wear something and be a part of something if you're just rooting against other teams. I went Because uh, there's no anti jersey you can put on. Uh, the, I'm trying to remember. Um, oh, it, we were, the, and I know we're way over Austin, but uh, I've got a rooting story for you. I went to the biathlon during the 2002 Winter Olympics when it was here up at uh, Soldier Hollow. And uh, I mean, there was not an American within <laughs> uh, seriously like 300 miles of the lead. And so we were sitting right next to this group of people that were honestly from Belarusia. And didn't speak a word of English, but they had the flags and they were... Is that Belarus? Or Belarus, sorry. They speak Belarusian. Anyway, uh, they were Belarusians, but they were from Belarus. Sorry. I'm thinking faster than I'm talking. I I apologize. But like, since there wasn't an American anywhere near the lead... You were rooting for the Belarusians. Oh, we jumped right on board because they were passionate. And we were Belarus. Like, oh, Belarus. We but since we couldn't really communicate, they just looked at us kind of weird for a minute, and then they were like, well, all right. <laughs> Did they hand you like a, an adult beverage? No, but they were they were all about it. But we jumped right on board with them just because they seemed like fun people, and they were super into well, it. Well, that's so what I'm like, right. Now you're in the spirit of what I'm talking about here for all y'all out there who don't, don't have a team. I'm trying to help your life. I'm trying to help you, uh, you know, get into it and, and, and find some emotion and some rooting interest. I mean, this happens all the time with fantasy football players, you know, people who— who root for individual players to do well because they want to beat the guys in the office. Well, let's find a team for you so you can put on a jersey. Let's do that for you. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Let's find Gordon a team. What what team can Gordon glom onto this NFL season so he can try out being a fan? I'm 100% serious. Let's let's find Gordon a team. Use the open mic uh, download the Zone Sports <laughs> Network app. Send it an open mic. What team should Gordon root for and why? You can also tweet us at Jake Scott Zone, at Austin Horton, at Gordon Monson. Let's let's answer Gordon's challenge for Gordon because you don't have a team. Let's find you a team. So, so I got to become a fan and what? So in an experimental way. Absolutely. This could lead to a column. You never know. Find me a team. Folks. Let's find that, Gordon a team. But, but, I'm totally serious. But, but I about want to this. find a team for all y'all too. Fair if enough. You, and a lot of people have a team already. I get that. But let's if you don't have one, let's let's make this September sixth the day that you find a team to glom onto. And I mean mean it. I don't mean just fiddle faddle around. I mean something that you can 
sink your teeth into for the next two decades. And we're doing this for you today. We're finding you a team. We will decide <laughs> by the end of the show today which team Gordon's yeah, going to root for. Yeah, but I'm afraid they're going to give me some dog team. Well, oh, it will be. You're involved in the show. You can nix ideas or whatever, but that's why people have to include the reason. We've got to sell Gordon on this. We've got to get a good reason for Like, maybe it's as simple as where you grew up in Delaware. Maybe it's the Eagles. Although I think we can do better than that. I think you owe the Texans for jinxing them for all those years. <laughs> That's see, another good reason. We'll find a good reason for you to root for a team this year, and we won't assign it to you. But we gotta, you gotta pick a team okay, by the end of the show. You can inflict this on me, but I also want to inflict it on everybody out there to, uh, to 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 accept the challenge to find an NFL team to root for this year as a means of enriching your life. Okay, but here's the thing. I know you can deflect all you want, but we are doing this for you. And not to break it to you, but 99.9% of our listeners have an NFL team no, they that don't. they root for. Yes, no, they, they do. Don't. No, yes, they, they don't. Do. No, they don't. According to that poll that I saw, half the people don't even care about football. Well, those are not the sports fans that are listening to our station. Uh, there's a lot of them out there who are from Utah who don't have, you know, the Broncos are out there. It's kind of, you know, but it's not really theirs. Yeah. And you got the, the leftover people with Steve Young, like us. In for the 49ers, but he's long gone from that. You know, they're just they're just floating out there. Those people they that, need direction. They need help. And I'm not telling them who to go, who to you know, who to root for. I'm saying you've got to discover this for yourself. But if you want to put that on me and have people assign me something, then all let's right. do it. I'm I'm really excited for this. All right, stay tuned. We'll get to more of Gordon's list, and we're gonna find Gordon an NFL team. I'm so excited because I want to see you behave like a fan. I'm I'm honestly excited to see. It. Let's get Gordon a team. We're gonna get him pumped about it, and we're gonna see how this goes. You, we'll call it experimental if you want, but I this is I want to see this. All right, I'll I'll, uh, I'll play ball. It was I brought it up, so I have to uh, play along. All right, stay tuned. More next. 97.5 and twelve eighty the zone.